got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125-milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When I write you We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Gangsta Chronicles, this is not your average show. You're now tuned into the real MCA, Big James, and Big Spell. Strictly from the streets. Hello. We represent the James. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gangsta Chronicles podcast. Make sure you download the iHeart app, search for the Gangsta Chronicles, and subscribe. Also, for my people on the Apple Podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the Gangsta Chronicles so you don't miss an episode. Leave a comment and a five-star rating so we can keep bringing you this incredibly dope content. And as always, I'm with my homeboys tonight. Big James. Gia what's cracking? Yeah, on it, man, we got one tonight, man. You know, in this episode, man... We got my boy Quante Bosco Adams, man. You know, he's the only son of one of the original Compton Crimps. 
The cop in Cripps, and he spent the 28 of his last 45 years confined to the cells of juvenile county, state, and federal detention facilities. You know, my man grew up in a single-parent household, low-income housing and all that. Started selling drugs at the age of 10, driving by age 11, dropped out of school at 13, and by 15, was sentenced to serve a juvenile life sentence in the California Youth Authority. Got released at 19. He was soon thereafter back in prison for another six years and two months. Got released on September 18, 2004. And on January 23, 2004, at the age of 28 and three weeks after his baby was born, his only child was born, he was arrested, convicted, and sentenced to 35 years in federal prison for attempting to traffic marijuana. Check this out. My man is facing, you know, these 35 years, and he just said, fuck it, I'm going to break up out this motherfucker. Right. I started forming an escape plan from the moment I walked in. Every system has a weakness. I was going to cut my way out. Monte, you there? If someone would escape from our facility, someone's going to have to get hurt. We're going to talk about that tonight, man. <laughs> so my first question is, man, let's go back to the beginning before we go into all this, man. I see marijuana and I see 35 years. What was you doing? How many pounds did you have, man? Like, what was you doing for them to give you 35 years? Really, it was my priors that really got me to 35 years. Because uh, typically, if, if it weren't for my prior convictions, you know, I had a prior drug offense mm-hmm. and a prior uh, juvenile assault. So that right there is what uh, caused the judge to enhance my sentence to 35. So if it weren't for that, I probably would have ended up with something like 10 or 15, about 15 or something like that. That's but still, even still. Yeah, that still sounds like a lot of time for some weed, man. Yeah, e- even still, consider irrelevant of the prize. I mean, mm. we talking about marijuana. Exactly. Yeah, we, we talking, talking about, about a motherfucking leaf. We talking about plant. We talking about this shit, right? Yeah, that shit right there, you smoking right there. That's that legal. Shit, that's legal. <laughs> you can smell all on the 10 freeway when you're driving over here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so... so. Like, like, take me back, man. So it seemed like you just had a really turbulent childhood, man. Because, you know, we cool, we cool with your pops and everything, man. Shout out to the homie. Yeah, uh, my childhood was different. I mean, probably not too much different than other people who come from the same community I come from. But I guess the thing that separated me from most other kids that came from my community was the fact that I was a little more advanced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of stepped off the porch a lot sooner than most other kids did. Yeah. And then, to be honest with you, back then, in the 80s, that was like common. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And from Compton, it was common for us to step off the porch at 11, 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. If you stepped off the porch at 16, 17, you was a late bloomer. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, but when we put it in contrast to society as a whole, that was a different childhood. But at the same time, it was a childhood that was pretty much given to us. Uh-huh. Because as a kid, we only know what we see. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if we see other juveniles selling drugs and driving cars, then quite naturally, we gonna follow in the same footsteps. I mean, yeah, exactly. my fucking influence, shit. Yeah. Growing up in, in Compton, growing up in the neighborhood, I saw motherfuckers at, I was 12, 13, seeing motherfuckers in the fucking Nissan trucks and shit, yeah. the ski racks, Volkswagen Bugs with the plush and shit yeah, interior. 
Man, I'm like shit for a role model. Shit, I need me some bread. I need a sack. <laughs> yeah, everybody. That's that's, and I think everybody had a sack back then. It was the money was just flowing like that. Especially where he came from, because that's where you had your baby gangsters, your turtles, and all those. Yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah. Them the people I yeah, looked I up to. Zack Street, Spring Street. Exactly. Man. Yeah. yeah. Damn that half of one side of the block was sold up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Once you get halfway in that block, it was only cracking. You wouldn't coming up that way unless you was purchasing shit. Exactly. And they had a lot of youngsters at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like every other neighborhood. But over there, they were more advanced because they was really into it. Mm-hmm. But it was the crack thing. Now, marijuana wasn't that deep. I don't, I don't think it was. Yeah, and that's what's really tripping me out because even with his priors, they came from him being a kid, pretty much, and it's just like they gave him an enhancement for some weed. It's not like he was getting caught, got caught with 25 kilos. How many pounds of weed did you have? 1,400. 14, oh, you had 1,400 pounds of weed. That's a lot of weed. <laughs> That's a lot of weed. I thought he was Hey, my nigga still turned around and was like, Oh shit, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that gave 1,400 pounds. But then at the same time, like, I never even got it because it was like a sting operation. They actually confiscated it down in Texas to the person who was transporting it to me mm-hmm. and uh, brought it to St. Louis where I was supposed to pick it up. How old was you at this time? I was 28 at the time. 28, okay. Yeah. And he was 28 at the time. So, man, tell me, you get locked up, man. And so pretty much just me looking at the, you know, the reenactments, man, you pretty much had made up in your mind from the time you pulled up in there that she was getting up out of that motherfucker. Well, when I first got arrested, that was in my state of mind, because at the time, I think you kind of made a mistake there. My daughter wasn't born yet. She was conceived. Okay, gotcha. Two months before, two weeks before I was arrested. Okay, gotcha. So I just found out when I was arrested that I got a child, finna have a child brought into this world. Mm -hmm. And so that right there is what really like sparked me, you know, because I've been doing time all my life. But just the fact that, okay, I can be, because I was looking at life. I could be sentenced to life for some motherfucking marijuana. I ain't killed nobody. That was one of the factors. Then the other factor is that I got a child that's finna come into this world. My only child. Mm. So, and I always told myself that if I bring a child into this world, I want to be out there to raise it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be an absent father and let my child go through the same thing that I went through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't want to repeat that cycle. Somebody's got to break the cycle. And, you know, I told myself that I'm worth more than that to be repeating the cycle. So it kind of like when reality set in, it's like it kind of like fucked me up. Like, this is it. This could be my life. I can go down as a motherfucker who died in prison, who had a child and wasn't there for the child. Legacy. And that's it. I didn't want that. <laughs> so you just said, man, I'm, I'm busting yeah, up out so, of here. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? After a couple months in there, a few months in there, I said, I'm finna break out. And so I actually uh, tried to break out then, and uh, somebody snitched on me. Mm. And they placed me in solitary confinement. 
when I was in solitary confinement, I tried to escape again, got close. Police called me coming out of vent. They happened to be outside smoking cigarettes at the time. So from there, they took me to this other prison, which was supposed to be the maximum security. They placed me in a cell 24 hours a day with a camera in there. I didn't come out for nothing, anything. Only thing I came out was for a shower three times a week. You was under watch 24 hours? Yeah. And uh, that's the jet I actually escaped from. Oh, wow. And so... While under 24-hour surveillance, and um, just let me throw this fact in there, this is 10 years before El Chavo's escape, and um, you were the only prisoner to successfully escape when being monitored around the clock. Yeah. So it made a big deal. You know, the media ate it up. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, labeled me an yeah, escape artist. Don't, don't go to a maximum uh, secure prison and then just think, okay, I'm going to get out of here. I mean, you have to think strategically that, like, I mean, your mindset had to be 100 to escape from a prison like that. You have to really be sitting back, damn, how the fuck I'm going to do this? Now I'm calculating everybody movements when the guards come. I watched the video, and you pretty much sat back and paid attention to everything. You didn't jot it down. Everything was in your head. Yeah. The average brother ain't doing that. Yeah, that's something I picked up along the way, though. It's like... Was it your determination just to get the fuck up? That's right? all it is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't keep... I don't, lock me up in here. I'm going to be contemplating a way to get up. Exactly. Out because I got a kid on the way, and nothing is going to stop me from trying to get the fuck up out of here. Regardless of what monitor shit or cameras or wherever you try to lock me up. Your whole determination was, I got to get the fuck up out of here. Exactly. I got to get out of here without sacrificing my soul because I still had principles. I could have told and got out, but that I wasn't going to do that. And it's not so much of the fact of just being labeled a snitch. It's the fact that I don't do things that I consider wrong. And I consider if men eight get caught up, it's wrong for me. You get away. It's wrong for me to come tell on you. I'm saying that that's betrayed. There's no honor in that. Definitely. And so I wouldn't do anything that, you know what I'm saying, that I would have to live with. Just as I didn't want to live with being considered a dad be father, I couldn't live with myself knowing that I put eight in prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, assisting the evil, wicked war on drugs that is designed to put black men in prison. Why in the fuck would I assist in that? Exactly. Yeah, man. So, so let me ask you this, man. You locked up. Like, I'm just picturing this. You in a six by six foot cell, right? You in a six foot cell, man. It's a camera that watches you every move from when you go to sleep to when you use the bathroom and everything else. Take us through how you got this done, man. Like, what did you get the saw from? You know, because we saw the documentary, of course. But I want to take everybody through this. Like, walk us through the whole plan, man. Yeah, like you know, from the first time when I. I got caught trying to escape the first time and I was placed in solitary confinement. That determination was still there. So from that moment, I started being calculating on everything I did, you know, from my weight. You know, I wouldn't eat. You know, I wanted to be slim as possible so that I could squeeze through different things. You know, I didn't read books and none of that shit. I didn't, 
you know, play games. Everything I did was just pretty much observing and trying to figure out how I can beat the system and escape. So it pretty much became habitual to where everything I did was geared toward that. You know what I'm saying? I just sit back and listen to how police walk. So now I know, okay, that's such and such finna come up the tear. You know, from the way he walked, his steps, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I watch and see how, how, how long his strides are, you know? And so when I hear him take 30 steps, I can say, okay, his stride is, is a foot. So that means if he takes 30 steps, he's 30 feet away. You know what I'm saying? And just different things like that. And it just became habitual. I got into like a zone and the thing was just pretty much geared toward getting the hell out of jail, breaking out. Yeah, you know? so how, how did you break out, though? Uh, just like how the documentary said, you know, I, I, I had a hacksaw blade. Well, we gotta, you got to remember, we talking for the people that yeah. might have seen the documentary. <laughs> well, you know, you know the people saying? can read that book, too, Chasing Freedom, and, and learn a whole lot you know pretty much details about my whole life but to give them something here you know i had a hacksaw blade smuggled in side of a book in the cover of a book had it sent to another prisoner uh it was a book i knew the prisoner wasn't gonna read because he was in the urban novels so uh i was like the only person on that uh range exactly Mm -hmm. so you know it was intentionally to send books to this other prisoner, he didn't know where they came from. He just received books. And inside that intellectual book was where I had the saw blade inside, concealed inside the cover, mm-hmm. hardback. And I knew eventually that that book would come to me because don't nobody on the range read these type of books. Pour a little liquor and roll something up. The Gangster Chronicles. <coughs> we'll be right back. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbocyclib. 
Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrant's, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Where are you at? This is OG Gangster Granny, and the Gangster Chronicles podcast is back in effect. Get ready for some of that G shit and blaze up some Warner marrow. Oh, wow. So you just planned the whole thing out. So you said this book, when you ordered the book initially, you knew it was going to come back around to you. Exactly. Because if it would have came to you off the rip, they'd have knew this dude was an escape risk. Exactly. Yeah, so we got to check this out right exactly. here. Exactly. Everything that was coming to me was going straight to the superintendent, and he was on everything, you know, with the, combing through it finally and thoroughly inspected. Might not even get it because a lot of things I weren't allowed to have anyway. In a hardback book, I wouldn't have been, a, been able to get that. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it took me a while to figure out how I was going to get it, and I figured, okay, that was the avenue right there. Mm. And uh, I cut a hole in the ceiling behind the camera and was able to squeeze up there and chisel my way through another little barrier. Got up into an attic where the exhaust vents and all that, the ventilation system was. Uh, so how did you, how did you, you just, you just figured out that you knew where these spots was or you was just, fuck it, I'm just going to cut and climb and see where the next level I get to? To a degree, that was it because, but at the same time, based on, when I was in the previous solitary confinement after the first escape, I used to hear like noise, right? I lay up in the cell and I hear noise like that wasn't coming from solitary confinement. It wasn't coming from that little maximum security wing. It was traveling from somewhere. So just hearing that noise, it's like, man, there's something, you know, the ventilation system. So what I started doing is I would just read as much as I can about like, ventilation systems like when I since I was little I used to ask myself questions like what what's the purpose of that right so inside this cell we had like the exhaust vents and you got two of them one that blows air and one that doesn't I don't know shit about this but I'm asking myself what's the purpose of that and I just start reading I would get like you know how the newspapers come through and they got the home section Mm -hmm. and I would notice that every house got this vent so then it's common sense okay a vent is there that means that okay it's exhaust that means that you know to release carbon dioxide and shit like that so I assume okay if it's a vent on this cell then that vent has to be leading to another vent that leads outside of this building you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and so I was right about that you know what I'm saying so I knew that you know what I'm saying at any building, there's an exhaust. You know what I'm saying? Because if there's not an exhaust, we all would die in here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, what would I encounter at that exhaust? I didn't know. That was just a chance I was willing to take. 
you know, and hopefully that, you know, I encounter something that I can cut through, kick through or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or even if, if I would have got there and couldn't get through it, if I would have had access to the outside to where I could have probably made a fishing line and fished something else in from somebody else. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't exactly know what was up there, Eight. I just uh, was pretty much going off of, you know, assumption, mm-hmm. you know, capillate. And uh, I would just listen to all the movement that was going on inside the jail and, Mm-hmm. You know, try to size the buildings up and try to make an estimate of what's over here, what's over there, and shit like that. And pretty much I had, uh, my estimation came out to be right. You know, I summed it all up correctly. And, and so. You did all this without help? Yeah, without help. That's fucking determination. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not just determination, that's genius too, because exactly. you also thought of your ride too. So yeah. let's go on to the female. We ain't got to bring her name up or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah let, let's go on to the female, man, that you asked your female accomplice, man. Not not accomplice, so to speak. Yeah. So you pretty much had to have you arrive when you got up out of there. And she had to be on time and be there waiting, and you could have got caught. Like you said, people yeah. caught you smoking cigarettes before. Yeah. How did that all come about? Uh, like you said, I knew that I had to get away quickly that I needed a getaway driver and I didn't want anybody who was connected to me you know what I'm saying because at that time I like you know that was my first time in the feds and you hear it in the streets you hear the rumors about when the feds get you you know they watching you they watching everybody they know everything everybody phone tap so to be cautious I kind of assumed that so I didn't want to like bring anybody that I knew in and at the same time I wanted somebody who I who couldn't tra- leave a trail back to to where I would be or who who I was or whatever so uh it was a guy in the cell next to me first what I did is I jimmy rigged the phone inside my cell because at the place we couldn't come out so they in the walls they had like these little phones it's like speaker phones mm-hmm. and uh we would make calls on them you know we would get like a little calling card prepaid calling card and mm-hmm. you know well the prison you know you might pay ten dollars and they give you 20 minutes of phone time or whatever mm-hmm. and you know we would talk on them but it wasn't no receiver it was just all speaker so i broke into the phone rigged it to where all my calls was going through the prison's direct line. Mm-hmm. So I was making outside calls. Mm-hmm. On yeah, he's like a real life line. ghetto mad scientist, huh? Yeah, they used to call me MacGyver in there. Let's just get this straight, audience. This man, Jimmy rigged the phone inside the jail cell. Was you able to make free phone calls? Yeah, it was free. Everything was free. So he was making free phone calls he's in there chopping up and you mac the and you mac the baby girl. Yeah, it was a dude in the cell next to me. Uh, it's like, because you can hear, like a person in the cell next to me can hear my conversations because they're speaker phones. Mm-hmm. And in this part in the wall is hollow. So you just in your cell, I can hear what you're talking about on the phone. So this guy, he knew I was, you know, getting free calls because I constantly calling. I would just call all day, just be calling, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so... I used to make calls for him. I would 
like call his girl or his people and he would be at his phone and he would like scream through because you could still hear it like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so anyway it was a girl that he had met in the classifieds or whatever and he gave me the number so at the time I wasn't really into none of that right there my whole thing was just breaking out escaping mm-hmm. I wasn't in the past and no time with no broads and nothing I wasn't even right my own people you know what I'm saying it, I wasn't leaving no trail no contacts and none of that so But it clicked to me like, where's she from? She around here? Okay, that might be a potential ride, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody that's not connected to me, you know. So I took the number, started talking to her, got close with her, and uh, she picked me up from the prison when I broke out. Uh, the plan was to have somebody else come pick me up and take me to Chicago why she was supposed to be going out shopping to bring a phone and other different clothes for me. But it didn't happen that you way. You was going to leave her right there so she don't know yeah. where you're going, no nothing. Exactly. So you, you kill that. So this is the farthest they can go. Exactly. The trail on you. Man, that's exactly. like some real shit right there. Real clever yeah. shit. Yeah, real clever wow. shit. And let me go back to something. This is all the subject because this always interested me, man. So it was a woman in the classified just looking for dudes in the prison. Yeah, I don't know if she was just looking for dudes in prison, but she was looking for dudes, I guess, you know. She probably was going through something in her life and, you know, needed yeah, some type women, of... Women do that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Niggas in jail and shit. Yeah, I know. I got a brother that's locked, a brother-in-law that's locked up, and he get all kind of letters to the house from women and all this stuff, and he call them my wife. The was, you know, the biggest she is, the most she So let me ask you this, man. So this woman pretty much fell in love with you. I obviously was feeling lonely, and I just wanted someone to take care of. I've dated pretty much every race there is, except black men. And I just wanted to see if, you know, if they were different than, you know, the white, the Caucasian man, the Asian man, and the, the Indian man, and the Puerto Rican man that I dated. Yeah, I guess so. She was falling. She was falling head over heels for me. I mean, but shit, when you when you got to when you got to manipulate the scene, man, that's what you got to do. I mean, fuck it, it ain't meant to motherfucking you know hurt nobody or whatever. But shit, it's just a part of the plan. Yeah, and then, and but even still addressing that at the same time, be honest with you. Sometimes when you in that cell and you start connecting with people like that, you start growing feelings yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a physical thing no more, you know, as far as because you might not even have to see a person. But just the fact that a man and a woman were kind of like meant to be. So just the actual communication Mm -hmm. and, you know, to be able to bond with one another just through words. Exactly. You know, and sometimes you will find yourself like, dang, okay, I'm feeling this person. And. I'm going to keep it 100. Before I saw her, that's how, you know what I'm saying, I was feeling something. But once you saw until her. Until I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 was she busting, man? I ain't going to diss the lady like that, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. How long have you been, how long have you been locked up about that time? 
I've been locked up a little over two, like two and a half years. So you knocked it down, I'm pretty sure, when you when you had the no, time. No, I didn't. <laughs> and that that was uh, <laughs> and that was you know what I'm saying. Don't cool around here no more. No, because to be honest with you, I'm gonna keep it real. It's like my thing. I once once she had done what she did for me. I was more so now concerned. Okay, let me get away and let me cover her tracks. Mm-hmm. So. I knew that, okay, with her being missing, if she would have just stayed there with me and she had appointments and work in different places to be, somebody could have reported her missing or she could have been missing. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it could have somehow linked her back to where, because she stopped and got some gas across the street from the jail. And so I knew that eventually that could trace her back to being there at the jail at that time. You know, so basically I'm just trying to come up with ways to cover her tracks and prevent her from getting in any trouble. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much instead of she wanted to stay there with me. But I'm like, I think the best thing for you, for me personally, that would have been the best thing. I should have kept her right there in the room until my ride came and then just disappeared. But being soft, you can say being more concerned about not wanting to get her in trouble based on how far she had went. I wanted to help her cover her track. So Mm -hmm. my thing was like, continue to stick to your normal schedule. Don't change nothing up. Because if you change something up, that make you you look suspicious. She had a doctor appointment. Go to your doctor appointment. Go do all that stuff that she had scheduled to do so that she won't become missing and people won't assume that, okay, you might be involved in it, you know? And what happened is she actually went home sooner than she was supposed to, and they was over there sitting there waiting for her. I picked him up and I took him to the McDonald's in St. Louis. That's a lie. Tell me the truth. I'm trying to tell you. Where is he? Where is Quante? I can't do it. I told him where he was. So they was over there waiting for us, so... How long have you actually been free? Uh, I think I've been free like 10 hours, something like that. Oh, so man, you, you won out no time. They, they heard up and came and got your ass, huh? Yeah. So let me ask you this, man. How was it, when did you know that the, when did you know that the gig was up? Did they kick the doors in? Did you hear, did you hear them coming come to get you? I looked out the window and saw a dude with police written across his windbreaker mm. in the back looking in the trash can. And that's when I kind of knew. So I went to the front door and was trying to step out, and I just heard a bunch of footsteps. You know, you hear like a bunch of noise. It's uncommon noise. Mm-hmm. So you know that it's more than more people around mm-hmm. than it normally is supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I knew, like, okay, they out there for me. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Just from the noise I'm hearing all the commotion and footsteps or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, and it was, it was uh, around a time like that you wouldn't normally hear, you know, this many footsteps, you know, just walking mm-hmm. around. So I, I'm like, okay, they must be out there coming to get me. And for the record, she dimes you up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she, so when he, when he, when he got so they you, caught her. Yeah. Did they whoop your ass? Yeah, you know, they roughed me up, put the gun to my head. You know, they celebrated, high five. You know what I'm saying? But I know they had to tell you, you were a smart motherfucker. Yeah, they, they, they wanted to know how. You know, they were a little fascinated. They got to talking about movies and books and all this type of shit. Like, you know, it's just joking, but they, they, they were fascinated by it. Yeah, I'm sure they was curious. Yeah, so now we in the aftermath because they know you were an escape artist. Yeah. They really know what happened once you get back, man. Did, did they transfer you somewhere else? They took me to Federal Supermax. And this was Supermax where once you get convicted, then you, this is where John got in all in was like that Supermax. So I was pre-trial. I hadn't even been to trial yet. But the judge, they went to my judge. They put me in a car, took me straight to the court building. Went in front of my judge and said, look, we can't. We can't keep him in no detention facilities. We got give us permission to put him in the federal supermax with all of the convicted people. And the judge signed off on me. And it took me to supermax. <laughs> and I was in supermax. And when it's time for my court to come, they had come get me a bunch of cars, put me in there, drive me to court, and take me back to the supermax. Now, this is the, this is the part, ladies and gentlemen, right? It really trips me out. So... You get your sent- you get your sentencing right now and everything, right? Yeah. You get sentenced. I got sentenced like uh, four years, at- two years after I escaped, close to two years, something like that. Now, what happened? Because you beat him again, 
let's go through the details of that because you beat him once more, but you beat him to me, which is a much better way because if you would have escaped before and been successful, you'd have been pretty much on a run your whole life, the rest yeah. of your life. What happened was uh, they sentenced me to 35 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was because of the, the marijuana? Because of the marijuana, just for the marijuana. Just for the marijuana, 35 yeah. years. 35 years just for marijuana. Uh, but on top of that, it probably gave you the 35 because you didn't, you didn't escape from it. Well, I, I got five years, five, five, five mm-hmm. for all them escapes, but they run it together. And they gave me a 35 just for the marijuana. Oh, so you was about to do about 60 years now? Nah, because they, they had to run it concurrent. Okay, gotcha, okay. So, but yeah, the 35 was just for the marijuana. Uh, but in 2020, or 2000, and, the end of 2019, really in 2018 is when you know, I seen it beginning of 2019, start seeing like a little. There was a conflict in the law. And you know, whenever there's a conflict or disagreement in the law where the language doesn't match, it's up to the judges to interpret it. That's what judges are for. Judges' whole job is to interpret law. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be the referee and between the prosecutor and the defendants. And, uh, and also to sentence you too. But So there's with some conflict in the law, which is called a compassionate release statute, and where uh, the sentencing commission are the ones who are supposed to determine what amounts to extraordinary compelling reasons to release a person on compassionate release. But the language conflicted with something that was changed during the first step back. So pretty much I saw, like, you'd have to be like understand the law to really understand it. But there was a conflict in the law right there. And my position was that, okay, since there's a conflict in this law right here, since one thing says one and another part says another thing, it's up to the judge to interpret what it actually means. And the thing that was conflicting it was whether who can determine, because there's a, when, when what was it, 84, when they, Senate 84, 86, 84, when Reagan signed in the Sentencing Reform Act and they took away parole. So when they took away parole, they also put in a section called the Compassionate Release Section which said that the Bureau of Prisons can ask the courts to release a prisoner or reduce his sentence for extraordinary compelling reasons. Because without that, that means that anybody with a life sentence of 30 years or whatever, you just be in there for that and can never get out, even if you're dying. So the Bureau of Prisons was never actually asking courts to release prisoners under this statute. Every year you might get 12 people at the most who the Bureau of Prisons would actually ask the court to let out for a compassionate release. And all of them were dying. Most of them died like days after they were released. So in 2018, they kind of amended that statute and said that, okay, if the Bureau of Prisons refused to file a motion for compassionate release for the prisoner, the prisoner himself can go straight to the judge 
and asked the judge to grant him compassionate release. But now there was a barrier. Another conflict is because when Congress implemented this law or passed this bill in 1984, they said that the, the Sentencing Commission determines what is extraordinary and compelling reasons. So that means that the Sentencing Commission would identify criteria under which the judge can actually let you out for compassionate release. And they put four criteria in there. And one of them that you had to be over 75 or 65 or something like that. And you done did two-thirds of your time and you in poor health and can't take care of yourself. The second one was that you was dying. You had some type of terminal illness which you would likely die from. The third one was that you was the parent of a minor and the other parent happened to die. And so it was important that imperative that you be out there to take care of that child mm -hmm. the other one was what they said was other reasons as determined by the federal bureau of prisons so that means that the federal bureau of prisons can grant offer compassionate release for any other reason that they determine right at&t connects and ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 
But we know that the Federal Bureau of Prisons is not going to request to have nobody put out because their job is to keep people in prison. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so, based on the fact that the law had just changed in 2018 saying that even if the Bureau of Prisons doesn't do it, the defendant can then go ask the court on his own. Mm-hmm. So you see there's a conflict there. So if I can ask the court on my own, why does the Bureau of Prisons have to be the one to determine the other reasons? Exactly. If I can go to the court now, mm-hmm. then the court should be able to determine other reasons. Right. You know, but now, according to the, the law from the Sentencing Commission, the judge, the courts can do it. But now when you look at the new law that was amended, it said that I can go to the courts. So that is contradicting it's there. Conflict. It's mm-hmm. conflicting. And so now, fortunately, my judge had retired. And now I just had a new judge, uh, Amy, I mean, Nancy J. Rosenstengel, who was appointed by Obama. And she was a sweetheart. She was a, a good judge, compassionate judge. So I say, OK, I'm going to file this motion to her saying that she has the authority to determine what is extraordinary compelling reasons. What's the other reason? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because that sentencing commission policy contradicts with the amended statute. Bingo. And so I put everything together. You know, I got a lot of letters of support. At the time, I had been released from solitary confinement like four years, five years, something like that, four and a half, almost five years. About four and a half years I had been released. And I was doing a good job. I was pretty much ran the prison. That prison, I pretty much ran it. You know, I taught classes. I, you know, killed beefs. I saved people's lives. I did all types so of stuff. So you were just an extra good citizen in there? Yeah, that was my prison. If mm-hmm. you call a prison now, they were, I ran that prison. I was... It, Police, everybody called me Bosco. I did what the fuck I wanted to do in that prison because of my approach, you know. I, any type of incidents, you know what I'm saying, I made sure that dude was functioning accordingly. Well, you know, I'm going ask you this, Bosco. Why in the hell you didn't try to break out again? Uh, if they would have denied this, I probably would have. fuck up out If that wouldn't have worked. Yeah, right back uh, probably so. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest with you, too, I just started seeing how they was changing the laws with marijuana. So it's like every year I was holding on to the fact, okay, maybe the feds going to decriminalize it. Then I'd be able to present something in it and get up out of there that way. But uh, this last thing I put together, you know, it worked out for me. The judge granted it, granted me immediate release. You know, she ordered them to let me right up out of there. They came and kicked me right up out of there, put me on a plane, flew me to LAX. Now, that was come, three months ago. Wow, man. Yeah. Now, when it comes to um, the feds, man, there'd be a lot of haterism going on. Yeah. It'd be a lot of haterism going on. Did you have anybody give resistance to this thing you was trying to do? Nah. And that's crazy because we always tell ourselves, man, shit ain't going to work. We can't do that. Niggas can't get together. Can't do that. That ain't the results I got. You'd be surprised how much if you got the right people just go and approach people and bring people together, how many people really want that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have a few who, who might, few haters who don't want it, but them the ones, you crush them and get them out the way. Exactly. You know? 
Exactly. But overall, we all want the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't say we don't. So if we all can find that common ground and say, look, this is what we all finna get at the end of the day. It's going to make our time comfortable. It's going to make our lives comfortable. Some of us might be able to get out of prison. Right. That's what we want. You know what I'm saying? As a whole. Yeah. And, but the thing that I found, and just from experience, and what I noticed, a lot of people just got fear. A lot of people just don't want to take the chance on putting that on the table because they, they don't want to be perceived a certain way or they don't want to deal with the with the smoke when it comes to that. They don't, the they don't want to stand up to the resistance. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But well, some motherfuckers just procrastinate. Exactly. But sometimes you got to be willing to stand up to that resistance. You got to find like, okay, what the fuck am I going to do? Because I'm in prison. You know what I'm saying? That was my thing. I'm in there. That's my home. You know what I'm saying? So I was going to do things the way that I wanted to, and I didn't give a fuck about how nobody else thought about it. And I was prepared to deal with any resistance that came with it because I knew that what I was standing on was right. And I had all, I've been telling myself, you know, if I'm going to die, if I'm going to die for what's right. You know what I'm saying? Because I could have died in the motherfucking cell just from old age. But nah, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die for standing on something that's right. And so that's the mentality that I had, you know. But I did it with a smile, not with a frown. So just to reiterate, you just coming home pretty much. Yeah. Man, that's amazing, man. Yes, indeed. Because you pretty much beat the you pretty much beat him twice. Twice. You broke out one time, then you used the mind and and made it happen, man. Well, you showed them something that they say we don't have: the intellect, the the, the smarts to do some shit like you. And the fucking knowledge to break out of a, a federal prison, and then to use the system to get out of prison. If that wouldn't have worked, I'd have went back to, man, let me chisel my way out this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, basically, maybe underground. Yeah, basically, turn, but, you turn that intellect, you know what I'm saying, that street smarts in the intellect by letting the motherfucker know and by knowing them laws and shit. And I guarantee and By turning it against them and shit. Right, I guarantee Yeah, you. and it's, that's what it's all about. It's about learning the system and learning how to use it to make it work for us. You know, sure, it's stacked against us. But instead of us sitting here complaining about it, we need to find out how it operates. Because every system has a hole that we can squeeze through. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if we, if we figure it out and learn the system, then we'd be able to make it work for us, even if it's stacked against us. You know what I'm saying? That's just like how, how life is. So Play what you call. doing now? No? <laughs> this is your first time when you're you just coming home, first time seeing your child? Well, I saw her through visits, but this is my first time really. Yeah, touch. exactly. Man, that, that had to feel good. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We, we rode dogs now. Right. You know, she's 16 now. We, we do a lot together now. Man, we got a lot of catching up to do. Tell me about it. A whole Man, lot. That's a beautiful thing. I, I just want to go back to something, because this is something I never heard before, and it was new to me. When you was in juvenile, you had a juvenile life sentence? Yeah, you know, they, they juvenile courts are sentenced you to life, too. But the thing about it is that at the time, the life sentence in the California Youth Authority was until you turned 25. Yeah. So when you turn 25, you pretty much discharge. 
Man, it seemed like they got a million and one ways to fuck us over. Don't they got a million and one ways to keep your ass incarcerated. They damn right. <laughs> Especially when it's becoming big business and motherfuckers right. making money off of a shit. We want to keep your ass in prison. Well, you know, we talked about this before, um, and this is something you can elaborate on. I got people that's locked up like we all do, right? Um, just for them, the commissary. The amount of money that they charge for little things on the outside that may be $5 out here. It's totally different now. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. When, when I went to prison in 86, it was totally different. The phones, you didn't, you, you uh, called collect. They don't have these, pre, these cars now, prepaid cars, where, like you said, you talk 10 minutes for $10 or 20 minutes for $10. <laughs> yeah. um, they figured out a way like the county jail. In the county jail, a top ramen was 15 cent, 20 cent. Now it's a, a dollar, dollar fifty probably. 50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the the prison runs that now. That's all all that money comes to them. Uh Sherman Black daughter runs the commissary now. So she getting and they making millions. That seems like it would be a conflict of interest. How can you have your family no, bid for the shit, and then if exactly. you win the bid, then your motherfucking ass bid. sitting in that seat. You gonna make sure when your people come walking in through that door and they get that bid in. <coughs> that's the crazy, contract right? going right there. You feel me? Because you can go get ten noodles at the store for a dollar. Goddamn right. Uh, so they charge them. <laughs> they gonna make fifteen dollars off them ten noodles. Yeah. So it's totally different now. It's totally different. That's crazy, man. They monetize everything. But shit, they ain't it been? Motherfuckers have always found a way to try to put the extra twist on some shit, especially if they can do it. And even that, inmates have always found a way to make something work. Like when they took the cigarettes and you couldn't have a lighter or matches, mm-hmm. motherfuckers found a way to get inside that box and, and strike the. Uh, the wires behind the TV or something to light a cigarette. So to have a brain like like yours and to just think way outside the box like nobody else is it's kind of weird to sit here and hear somebody say, "Oh yeah, I broke out many times." Yeah. This is this ain't Lost Madrinas where you can just yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nigga chiseling through the ceiling in a prison. And kind of, you got to know some shit doing that because there ain't no telling. You could have hit a wire or anything else and, and got fried up in that motherfucker. Yeah, like I said, it's the, just, the, just the intuition of listening and mm-hmm. listening to sounds and footsteps and knowing a motherfucker 30 feet away and listening to air ducts and vents turning. I mean, that's that's a, that's some intellect right there. Have you ever had your IQ tested before? Nah. Has yeah. anybody ever told you like that you're yeah. probably a genius? Yeah, few people. Because that's probably why you got in trouble so much when you was little, man. Because usually people that are very intelligent, man. He said he stepped up for earlier than really yeah. and was figuring out some shit too. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you just figured it out too soon, man. Like so, that's the past, man. What's going on now? Like y'all said, the prison is uh, they capitalizing on us. I'm trying to capitalize on them now. You know, so what I'm here, really, I'm, I'm trying to make a difference. I want to try to help change the system as much as I can so that people don't have to go through the things that I went through, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, at the same time, trying to pretty much put prisoners and put people from where we come from in position and where we can make our lives better mm-hmm. and, you know, make a living from, from the system, you know. 
Exactly. So, I know you, go ahead, James. You got an organization that some of you trying to put together to, to help inmates? Yeah, I'm putting together the Chasing Freedom Foundation. And the thing is, what I'm going to do is bring together a bunch of paralegals, different lawyers who want to assist and help and people, and, you know, try to get some of the people who are in prison that don't belong to be in there, try to get them people out. Then another thing is try to prevent people from even going there, from even getting to prison. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. And a lot of times we want to start early because who's to say that if somebody came you know people say that i'm smart now and a genius now so suppose when i was five six seven eight nine ten instead of crips you know picking me up and taking me through the streets with them suppose somebody else came and got me and took me down a whole nother road and showed me something else in life I probably wouldn't be here today. But she definitely went to went to prison and went through all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have used my smarts and genius doing something else instead of wasting all the years I wasted in prison. So the thing is, like, I think it's important that we reach out to people while they're young before they even get in the system. Right. 
right. and try to show them something different, mm-hmm. you know, and give them an opportunity to do something different. And, you know, you hear it all the time. People say, well, you know, everybody is an equal opportunity, and that's not the truth. You know, it's not it's not a, a level playing field, you know. Definitely not. And so, you know, this guy over here has both parents and have a nice home. They got the college tuitions paid for. You know, they got good health care. You know what I'm saying? They go down to these good schools to where they learn how to do all these different things. That person is way more advanced and has way more opportunity than some young kid in Compton who doesn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he, the young kid in Compton can't be as good as them people because he doesn't have the opportunity. He doesn't have the tools. He doesn't have the resources. And so I think it's, it's what our job is to do is if we can, if we can just somehow give them people some type of resources and at the same time show them that there's something else to life than what we've been exposed to. Right. And then, and then you know, not to, not to say that... Uh, as adolescents that kids can't find a different path but you know I always say that it's a product of the environment and not that kids from cities like where we come from like Compton can't be successful in you know becoming you know because we got people like myself who made it out yourself who made it out you know uh, Venus Serena and all these football stars and other rap stars so but it is, like I said, I grew up in a single-family home, so it just made it that harder. It makes know? it harder. I had to go through a couple of pitfalls before seeing the light, so to speak. So not to say that kids can't follow in different pathways, but it just makes it that harder when you're coming from one of the environments like we come from. Yeah, and, it, and what makes it harder, too, is that sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes it was hard for me to see. Yeah, well, actually, it's, it's just like a needle in a haystack. You know, out of three hundred homies, three of them make it. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? they make their way out. But everybody else, eighty percent of the homies is going to prison, starting from Las Virginias or whatever. Yeah, juvenile homes, and then all the way to prison. Some make it to the feds. You know what I'm saying? But I think just like yourself. You had enough time to sit in there and like, man, figure some shit out. And then that didn't work. You found another way to figure this shit out. A lot of us don't do that. And that's what we, we, we got options. And that's what you showing us. We got options. It could either be either this way or that way. You know what I'm saying? But you got it done. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing that I think I, I want to show people. I want right. to show people that even though we fail and even though we find ourselves in terrible situations and even though we might find ourselves in prison with a life sentence that it's still a chance that we can come out of it we just got to work a lot harder than anybody else we're gonna have to persevere but there's still a way up out of that shit definitely you know what i'm saying we just got to sit down and find that motherfucking way you know and so even even you know even though life is hard and we have bad experiences. We can't give up, you know. No, definitely. But that's what we need, you know. Brothers like yourself who trying to initiate uh, situations for the youth. Yeah. Giving them a different path, uh, so to speak. And I right. think of, of more 
you know, brothers like yourself who uh, initiate that uh, and give kids a different outlook of, of what they see in the streets is what we need. You yeah. feel me? So that's always a good thing. When you can learn from your mistakes as a youth, yeah. you can give back and teach the youth something differently, something to offer. Like I said, we didn't have too many uh, uh, role models, so to speak, you know, to look up to, you know, as far as I know, when I came of age, it was the homies in the neighborhood. That's the only saying. role model. Uh, you know, as a kid, you know, football, you know, the, the, the firemen, policemen type of shit as a kid. Yeah. And <laughs> shit, by the time you hit 11, 12, you see motherfuckers hitting corners on Dayton's and shit, hitting switches with, with, all, the, with all the females and, you know, the money and all the outfits and the fila suits and all that shit. It starts being intriguing. Especially when you're coming from that single family home. Yeah. Because my mom's working all day and my sister fucking with the homies, you know, that's they gang banging and representing. Shit, that's my choices. You feel me? My choice is to fuck. I'm either going to start serving or I'm going to start gang banging, one of the two. And fuck it, it might be both of them, you know, as if I had a different choice. Like you said, growing up in Cerritos or Lakewood or, or fucking yeah. suburban area, so to speak. Give me our choices were limited. Yeah, that's that's it there, limited. But I so it's I think it's up to us to just try to give as many opportunities as we can, definitely. and to try to redefine what it means to be a gangster. <laughs> definitely. Because you know what I'm saying it's like we think that it's all about self destruction, you know, and suicidal missions and shit, and destroying ourselves and our communities. That's what it is to come to today. So I think that it needs to be redefined, you know, yeah. to where, you know, we got to be more productive and have a little more unity. And, you know, and I, I think that that your message will go a lot further than the majority of others, because now they got something to look at. OK, I don't have to do this. I don't have to be like that. I don't want to go through what Bosco went through. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's what we want to help push. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. That's a page I'm definitely on. If it can help five kids. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Sometimes you're not going to get everybody. But if you can get one, that makes a difference. Right. If I can get one, you can get one, he can get one, he can get one, that makes a difference. And now we got four others who can get some more. Definitely. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I saw something real interesting on your website. You have a book publishing company, too. Yeah. Yeah, I started my own publishing company called Jailhouse Publishing. And the, the idea behind that is to try to help prisoners get their stories out, mm-hmm. you know. That's a great idea, man. Do you have a, um, a contact for the guys that may be locked up or something? Because some of those guys may have incredible, I know some incredible writers that's locked up too. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for incredible writers. Anybody who can write, whether it's poetry, poems, whether you, uh, essays, uh, memoir, uh, you know, novels or whatever it is, you know, they can get at me at my site. It's called jailhousepublishing.com. Wow. Or they can reach me on Instagram at, at uh, Quante Bosco or chasing, C-H-A-S-I-N underscore freedom, F-R-E-E-D-U-M. Uh, or either quantebosco.adams.com. You know, there's several ways to reach me. I'm out there. If you just Google Quante, Q-U-A-W-N-T-A-Y, you know, you'll find all my contacts right there. And you have a um, 
You got some big stuff going on. Can you talk about that now? Yeah, I can talk about it. I can talk about it. This incredible story, they're actually making a movie. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, in 2010, when I was locked in solitary, well, 2009, some people from the UK contacted me about making a documentary about the time I broke out of prison. So they made the documentary, which is the documentary that y'all seen. Uh, they released it in 2010, and they aired it all over the world. And so I would start receiving letters from people from all over the world. They're like, you know what I'm saying, we want to know more about your story. You know, how a kid who dropped out to eighth grade, 13 years old, from the streets of Compton, how were you able to pull off this escape? So I wrote a book. The book is called Chasing Freedom, C-H-A-S-I-N, Freedom, F-R-E-E-D-U-M. And I call it freedom because, not D-U-M, because we chase freedom the wrong way sometimes. It's really a mind state, you know. So I ended up publishing the book, self-published it, 2017, 18, something like that. Uh, producers in Hollywood came across it optioned it and we set to start filming this month a motion film about it oh, okay that's, that's gonna be a good thing then. yeah definitely because I, 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 I think when I talked to you I was telling you about Sylvester Stallone did a movie yeah and and I thought that this is crazy was this based off of your story because yeah. when I seen him actually he was paid to go into different prisons to break out of jail yeah. And the last person he went to went bad. So he he had to figure out how to get out. <clears throat> and what happened, he was on a motherfucking ship liner with a whole lot of, I mean, in the middle of the motherfucking ocean. This, this federal prison was in the middle of the ocean. So anyway, when I heard Joe's story, I figured that it had to piggyback off of what you, what you lived. And then... Maybe somebody ran across that and said, yeah. should be a bomb-ass movie. Yeah, I heard that, too. When it actually came out, somebody told me, like, man, you got to see this movie. Because, you know, the things that, that he's doing in this movie is identical to the same thing that I did. So, you know, who, who knows? The person who actually wrote the screenplay, wrote the script, probably saw the documentary and incorporated some of my things yeah. into that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, happens, that, that happens a whole lot, man. Well, man, we really appreciate having you on here, man. Um, I think this is a, a very, like, this is not something that you hear about every day. No, uh, can we put uh, his documentary on Exactly. It's very, well, very uh, informative. Or how do people... Well, oh, you can just put my put my uh, publishing company, all that's on there. If people go to yeah, jailhousepublishing.com. You need, need to go watch that documentary. You can see my documentary, story. my book, see all that stuff on there. Yeah, and we, and we have that. We have a link to that in our description, in our okay. show description for the night, man. And that's another episode of the Gangster Chronicles, man. We thank y'all for tuning in, man. Make sure you go to my man's site. Say it again. Jailhousepublishing.com, or you can go to uh, chasingfreedom.com, C-H-A-S-I-N-F-R-E-E-D-U-M.com. Yeah, man, and make sure we got the OGGangsterChronicles.com up right now. Make sure you go register, man. Uh, We got a lot of cool stuff coming on there, man. That's it, man. Make sure 
Subscribe to the show. Support us so we keep bringing y'all this bomb content. And we out of here. Cheers. Yeah. We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Gangsta Chronicles, this is not your average show. You're now tuned into the real MCA Big James and Big Stills. Represent the G's, never know one of these. Gangsters, hustlers, players on the ground. Tune in like every week. If you want to hear the real, well, you didn't come to the right spot. Gangster Chronicle. Finally get a chance to let the real ones speak. Gangster Chronicles. What's the word on the streets? Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite.